the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Monday and it is like Monday madness. Of course, it seems like every day of the week, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is absolute madness going on in our country right now. We've got so much to cover with you guys tonight from the rolling back. We've got shutdowns uh, being uh, enforced uh, beginning tomorrow here in San Diego. We got they're threatening to remove John Wayne from the name of the John Wayne Airport out here. Uh, we've got uh, mutiny on the bounty gate going on. We've got John Guandolo a little bit later on the show from Understanding the Threat, who's going to be speaking to us about what is going on there with this bounty gate thing. And uh, after the first break, then we've got also got uh, my buddy, my what I call my brother Ed Martin from the Pro America Report is going to be here. He's uh, in addition to being a great political pundit, he's also uh, what I call a comma JD. He's an attorney, so he's going to give us his legal and political analysis of the SCOTUS ruling that came out today, the stench that we heard coming out of the Supreme Court. But before we get to any of that tonight, I'm super excited to have my first guest with me. But I am Andrea Kay, dynamite in a dress, busting through the hype, the hyperbole, and the hypocrisy every night of the week here on The Answer San Diego from 6 to 7 p.m. 888-344-1170 if you would like to be a part of the show. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Parlor because everybody's going to Parlor right now at Andrea K Show. And my first guest uh, tonight, I'm always honored to have him on the show, but particularly now because with what is going on with this Black Lives Matter movement upon the death of George Floyd and the, what literally seems to be race wars happening in our country, which we, when we thought we had made so much progress in this country. Uh, joining me now to discuss is a national syndicated host here on the Salem Media Group, the sage of South Central himself, Larry Elder, who has a documentary out now that is breaking new ground, breaking viewerships, and people are tuning into it much to the left's dismay, and he's here to discuss that with me tonight. And the movie is Uncle Tom. Larry Elder, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Andrea, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. Well, I appreciate uh, this documentary that you've got out there because it is, first of all, it tugged at my heart as well as my mind and my soul as an American, as a conservative, and as somebody that is aggrieved with what's going on in this country. Mm-hmm. Tell us, because I know that you didn't just magically have this movie available <laughs> right now, right? You've been working on this for a while. So yeah. tell everybody about the project. 
well, it took me two years to do it. The, the director and, and I worked on it for two years. And it, it really is a exploration of why it is that people like Candace Owens, Larry Elder, Herman Cain, Alan West, and other conservatives get such grief simply for suggesting maybe, just maybe, we ought not be in the party of Roe v. Wade when you consider that 25% of abortions are performed on black women. Maybe, just maybe, we ought not be in the party that refuses to consider choice. When you look at the polls, Andrea, the polls show that uh, inner city parents, uh, black and brown ones, want choice. Uh, polls show that white Democrats do not want choice. So who's on your side regarding the path to get your kid the best education? Maybe, just maybe, we ought not be in the party of poorest borders when studies show that unskilled illegal aliens compete for jobs that would otherwise be held by unskilled Americans living in the inner city, and they put downward pressure on their wages. So for simply suggesting that maybe we ought to rethink the 95% monolithic black vote that the Democratic Party has been getting, instead of this spark, sparking a healthy discussion, a healthy debate within the black community, it's, I'm an Uncle Tom, I'm a sellout, I'm a coon, don't listen to me. What is wrong with that? What, what, is, what, is, what is driving that? It's not like I, I don't, that, that I want anything other than the best interests of the country and the best interest of the black community in particular, I just see it differently. And instead of me being challenged to mm -hmm. to argue, I'm an Uncle Tom. That's what the movie is all about. Well, yeah, and, and you reminded me of one of um, my favorite quotes from Hillary Clinton's BFF, Lanny Davis. He said, you know, when the, the, when the left can't win the argument on its merits, it seeks to diminish and destroy the person with whom they disagree. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about. And it works on most people. Uh, but the, the left, unfortunately, found themselves up against people like you and Candace Owens and Alan West and others that are like, oh, no, we're going to have this conversation. You guys right. say you, you want to you discuss this and you want to beat us down. No, we, we are not going to allow ourselves, particularly those within the black community, to be silenced and to be bullied into silence. One of the most important clips of the movie for me was the gentleman, I can't remember his name, he's a business owner, it's at, at the very early... Chad, in, in, Chad, Chad, Chad Jackson. And he's talking about how... Uh, he, you know, the left loves to say, what would Jesus do? Jesus, he'd be a liberal, Larry. He would be, he was all for, you know, uh, helping out the poor. Right. And uh, so he mentioned that to a conservative friend of his who said, you know, uh, does the Bible say anything about helping out through the government? Or is that really about you? And it made him think. Mm -hmm. And he, then what he decided to do was actually read in detail the Democrat platform and the Republican platform. And that's when he said to himself, Oh, my gosh, I'm a Republican. The, the, I, I, we stand for the same things. And I thought that was so important because it's such a message to people. Forget the labels. Think about what you believe in and get inside of it and look at the different issues. And I think that if more African-Americans, more people, if they if they stopped – uh, believing what they were told to believe by the mainstream media and, and Black Lives Matter and all that and Alyssa Milano and all those people and actually just started looking at the issues that are facing the black community and who's actually got the, the plan to solve it, I think many more people would feel the same way. Don't you? Uh, th that's exactly right. And that's why we chose him, Andrea, to drive the movie. By the way, you can see it on UncleTom.com. Uh, he's not a celebrity. He's not a politician. He doesn't have sharp elbows. He's just a thoughtful guy who's running a business. And you're right. He's a, he's a Christian. And a fellow Christian came up to him and said, have you ever read the, the, the party platforms? Because even though he was a Christian, he was still a Democrat. And he read both, both the party platforms and found out, my goodness, I'm a Republican. And the grief he got, including from his own mom, my goodness, his own mom said he became part of the problem because he was, quote, putting down black people, close quote. So, and one of my left-wing friends saw the movie, and he said, I have two reactions. The first is, I assumed the movie was going to be about your life. 
I said, that would have been boring. I'm, ba- I'm, barely, I'm barely mentioned, as you know, Andrea. The second is he thought I was going to tell you what to think. And he, and he said, the movie doesn't do that. It tells you you are free to think, mm-hmm. to be an individual, and you ought to be able to do that and express your point of view without being put down by your fellow black people as being a sellout. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, we're not allowed to f- – nobody's allowed to, to think freely at this point in this country, whether whether you're an African-American and you're considering conservatism or whether you're, uh, you know, uh, Laura Loomer and you're oh, trying yeah. to express yourself on Twitter. You know, there was a purge in big tech today. Uh, the fascism on the part of the left to beat people into submission. And it's not mm-hmm. even just about not allowing you to th- think freely at this point. Now it's silence is violence. Now it's not only are you supposed to validate and conform to, to their ideology, you must perform yeah. for what they want you to do or they will destroy you. The courage that it took for me in my mind for those to participate in this document and even for you with the cancel culture we have right now. So I, I applaud you for your courage to do this. Where does it come from? from yours and Candace Owens and this gentleman for those of you in this community to say you know what is it because you see the desperation and the need for the community where does this come from well I get my attitude my my ideology my point of view from my father if anybody had a reason to be angry and hate America it's my dad Uh, he's thrown out of the house when he's 13 years old Jim Crow uh, South Athens Georgia at the beginning of the Great Depression by his irresponsible mother and instead of being angry at the world he picks himself up he becomes a marine starts a small business and he tells my brothers and me hard work wins you get out of life what you put into it you cannot control the outcome but you're 100% in control of the effort and before you whine about what somebody did to you go to the nearest mirror look at it and say to yourself what could I have done to change the outcome and finally he said no matter how good you are bad stuff will happen how you deal with those bad things will tell your mother and me if we raised a man and Andrew he was a lifelong Republican mm. and what he, what he always said about the Democratic Party is the Democratic Party wants to give you something for nothing and when you try to get something for nothing you almost always end up getting nothing for something he said that over and over and over again and the idea of a party telling you to, 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 to marry the government belong to the government was just completely uh, inconsistent with his whole, his whole attitude and he always told my brothers and me no one can make you feel inferior without your permission yeah one of the things that's so insidious and so toxic in my opinion the democrat party if i'm allowed to say so because according to the democrats today (laughs) me being of my skin color i'm not allowed to say anything they say they want a conversation but that means i'm supposed to listen Uh, Uh, when are you going to cancel the democratic party this is the party that was founded one of its principles founding principles was to preserve slavery it's Mm -hmm. democrats uh, democrats founded the kkk they 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 oppose the 13th 14th and 15th amendments unanimously Republicans, as a percentage, voted for the passage of the Civil Rights Act more than the Democrats did. Yet they've got this image that they're the good guys, Republicans are the bad guys, because they're the ones who write the history books. Yeah, how much of this, there was a video going around viral today about a pastor who was like, you know what, the church has let down the black community. The church let down the black community. They, you know, um, the Democrat Party did a really good job of doing, in a variety of different ways, destroying the family unit mm-hmm. and taking fathers out of it. You know, when you talk right. about your father and how he, he shaped you and who you are, I mean, you know, there, there's... Uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but, you know, that's that's such an important part here to the story. Um, speak a little bit. Tell everybody again, ultimately, what you want. What do you want this movie to accomplish? I, I want I want I want everybody to see it, including and especially liberals, so that we can start having a sensible discussion without one side calling the other side racist, without one side accusing the other side of, of being against uh, against America. Our side. 
feels the other side is just wrong. Their side feels our side is wrong and evil, and that's the problem. And I'm hoping the movie will at least get some of the people that feel that way to calm down and relax so we can debate the issues of the country civilly without discord. Absolutely, and I'm hoping that – and I think it will do that, you know, um, because – it. it and I think that even though the the movie is called Uncle Tom and and it has to do with you know black Americans, it's really an it's really an American story. Absolutely, I got a letter from someone from from one of the European countries, and he says I love to watch movies and things about black conservatives because it teaches me not to be lazy, teaches me to appreciate all the things that I have. Everybody that's seen the movie and it's and it's if you look at the reviews on IMBD, they are off the chart. The movie has mm-hmm. gotten a nine point nine rating. There are over six hundred people that have rated it, and about two hundred people have written written reviews and the written reviews have all given it 10 out of 10 i haven't seen anything like this before no no um do you think you got a shot at, a, at an oscar nomination we're, we're, we're going to try and by the way it's outperformed bowling for columbine in its first 10 days in its first weekend it doubled what bowling for columbine did in its opening weekend so if it continues the track it could be one of the top grossing documentaries political political documentaries of all time well you might have it when if it goes down that path you might have to be surround yourself with a lot of armed security but i hope i hope i see you standing <laughs> on that stage uh, thanking that, your daddy you're the marine wouldn't that be amazing it would absolutely <laughs> you know what I think you are amazing I love your show uh, I love what you're doing I absolutely love this movie tell everybody again where they can see it UncleTom.com UncleTom.com and you can also buy some Uncle Tom merch be, be the first in your hood to have an Uncle, Uncle Tom t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I will wear my Uncle Tom t-shirt proudly Larry Elder the sage from South Central thank you for being here tonight on the Andrea K Show thank you I appreciate it God bless. All right, now stay tuned because we got a uh, brother Ed Martin from the Pro America Report is going to be with me next. We're going to be talking the SCOTUS ruling as well as the Big Tech purge. Don't go away. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I'm just enjoying myself tonight because I'm just a gal in the middle of a bunch of amazing men on tonight's show. Uh, before the break, we were talking to the sage of South Central, Larry Elder. I am a proud Elderino. Let me tell you, I have seen his movie, Uncle Tom. It's amazing. Y'all need to see it. I didn't even have a chance, though. I, got, I was so excited to bring in my man, Larry Elder. Mm. I forgot to mention the dude who's in the studio with me tonight. My uh, partner, DJ Potato Skins, is out. He'll be out next couple of days. If you're listening, uh, my brother, we love you. We miss you. Take care of yourself, but have no fear because we got other vegetables in the house. We got DJ Radish sitting in tonight. I've been saying it for a long time. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> well done, Radish. Well done. Um, so joining me now is another brother of mine. It's brother Ed Martin. He comes on after me every night here at 7 p.m. I was telling him earlier today, I'm like the opening act. For Ed, I'm like the Trisha. Yeah. I'm the Trisha yeah. Yearwood opening for Garth Brooks is what I am, and he joins me now. He's host Ed Martin, host of the Pro America Report, which is at 7 p.m. every night. Uh, he, you can also follow him on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin because he's also the head of Phyllis Schlafly's Eagles, and he's also you know the author of some amazing coloring books that my nieces loved, the Kofefi coloring books, and he joins me now. Hey, Ed Martin, there's a new one. How'd you know? There's a new one coming out today. It was delivered. There's a new one. It's called Promises Made, Promises Kept. So you can color in all those promises. You'll have to get your copy. Well, you better send me some copies because I'm going to be visiting my nieces soon, and they love those coloring books. Okay, we're we're laughing and joking around, but what happened at at, uh, the Supreme Court today is no laughing matter, is it? No, and it's um, it's really – it makes you crazy. I know you and I are going to talk later on my show next hour. And, you know, the – First of all, it was a crazy decision on abortion. It was common sense regulation that the states wanted to do, in this case, Louisiana, but Texas and others have done it, where they said, hey, look, 
if you're going to do this medical procedure in which we happen to think, by the way, there's two lives at stake, at least one in the baby and one in the mother, the guy doing the abortion or the gal doing the abortion ought to have privileges at a local hospital. So if there's a problem, you're not just calling 911 and having the, the EMTs race there, which is good. They're good people, but you've got a doctor. So that was common sense all the way to the Supreme Court, all the way these years, common sense regulation. And the four liberals on the court were able to convince the fifth liberal on the court, Chief Justice John Roberts, and he went with them. And so all these years we've been thinking, wow, we got a chance to have a majority of the Supreme Court, conservative minded, and it's out the window. So, you know, the, the only the only ray of hope in this, the only glimmer of a positive side is the American people that are hearing this, hearing my voice right now, should know this is why this next election matters, because it's four, it's four to four with Roberts being the king of America. And whoever yeah. picks the replacement for 80-plus-year-old Ginsburg, 80-plus-year-old Breyer, even, you know, uh, Justice Clarence Thomas is in his early 70s. You know, there's a, there's a lot in the next four years, there's going to be a lot of changeover. That's a good, that's the only good thing today. It's very disappointing. It's yeah. really uh, despicable. Well, it is, particularly since uh, the, you know, and the excuse was stare decisis, which, I mean, you, you know, I've been hearing stare decisis all day long. You attorneys, y'all love to yammer on and on using jargon that makes the rest of us want to jab ourselves in the eyeball over. But basically, if this is supposed to be about precedent, and people are like, oh, precedent, really, John Roberts? Because four years ago, you were on board with a statute out of Texas that said the same exact thing as Louisiana. Um, but even... Uh, this was this was not going to overturn Roe v. Wade, so it's not as though we lost an opportunity to overturn Roe v. Wade. In fact, here's a here's what I see as a ray of hope, uh, not a ray of hope, but a ray of sunshine out of it. It proved to America that anytime the left says abortion is health care, they don't give a crap about anybody's health here. Yeah. Not only do they not only are they on board, obviously, with taking the life of an unborn child, but they don't care about the life of the woman. Okay, this is not about health care. At all. This is about power. This is about uh, taking God out of society and devaluing life in this country. That's what it's about. And um, another ray of sunshine is in uh, Thomas's scathing uh, dissent. He he puts it right out there for the American people to understand that Roe v. Wade was crappy law in the first place. What do you mean we have to do stare decisis and keep to precedent? Why are we we should be overturning precedent that upholds a law that you manufactured out of whole cloth? There is absolutely nothing in the Constitution or anything related to right to privacy that allows you to take the life of an unborn child is basically what Thomas was saying. And how can you know this, America? Because you don't get to go into your doctor's office and under the gauze, uh, the guise of, of privacy, uh, work a deal to sell off your kidneys. Okay. Right. right? Yep. So this is insane. And, you know, uh, you know, Andrea, I went to law school. I started law school. I was doing the math 25 years ago, which is crazy to say. But 25 years ago, the guy you would read to understand clarity was Clarence Thomas, almost always in dissent. And, you know, and Justice Scalia, too, although he was more histrionic. But yeah, Clarence Thomas, just total clarity. And for those of us that desperately wanted to believe and see that the majority, you know, five to four with Thomas's reasoning dominating, here we are again stymied. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I, but you're right. You're right. There are those are all silver linings in a way. And, and more important for us is uh, this is always a process, right? There's mm-hmm. no ultimate victory. The left is never stopping anyway. No. So we have to understand we can never stop, too. So Absolutely. That, that's part of it. But it, it, it is really frustrating. And John Roberts, you know, you, you and I, are, we were pinging each other earlier. John Roberts, I mean, at what point can we say George W. Bush's presidency, you know, not only did he, he was wishy-washy on a lot of issues. He gave us John Roberts. He gave us endless wars. 
you know, he gave us all kinds of trouble. At a certain point, you know, the break that Donald Trump brought us from the Obama, uh, you know, kind of wing of, of American politics, he also got us away from the W wing of the Republican Party. So uh, good for us, but it's uh, that's also what's at stake in the fall. Absolutely. In fact, uh, you know, I've I've said to many many liberals after Obama got in office, what do you what are you ragging on George W. Bush for? I see I see very little daylight between George yeah. W. Bush's policies and what he did in Obama. It was George W. Bush who started the Wall Street bailout. It was George yep. W. Bush who did the, who bloated the government with the TSA and the Homeland Security and 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 started the refugee program, bringing t- bringing people in from terrorist infested countries. He was the one who spent trillions of dollars in the data mining facility with the Patriot Act, which which paved the way for the Mueller investigation and the spying on Americans with his FISA courts. You you look at um you look at everything that Georgia and then yeah let's talk about the wars today. We don't have time to talk about him. Talk to John Guandolo when we get back about this Bounty Gate situation. Um, but it was George W. Bush that got us into Afghanistan and Iraq with rules of engagement that left our Americans to die. Meanwhile, they he, he, they didn't even bother to go after Bin Laden, who was in in the mountains and you know he even made a joke about it at the time so no what you know uh, george w bush's legacy is one of of crap and it's on display every time roberts is involved in a ruling i've got 30 seconds left there was a big tech purge going on today Uh, trump was purged out of something most people don't know about twitch uh, Reddit purged a tr- very large pro-Trump group. Uh, Sidney Powell was restricted on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stefan Molyneux, I never say his name yeah. right, was banned yeah, on. on. Yeah. This is a coordinated purging of conservative voices. Your thoughts? Well, it's very simple. Senator Josh Hawley has been leading the way. And if Republicans don't stand up and fight now, that means they're giving up. I mean, there's nothing. There's no. it's not like, a, oh, this might happen in the future. Now we know. Time to stand up time to do it. And, and the only question is whether our side, meaning conservatives, have the will to fight in office or if they're going to go the way of the appeasement caucus and end up uh, not only losing their, their jobs, but losing the country. Well, yeah, they better step up and fast. And, you know, right now, right now, I don't see the Republicans stepping up against anything going on in this country, whether it is the fascism, the suppression and the denial of free speech of conservatives or whether it's businesses being burned down, blocks being taken over, statues uh, removed. Um, you know, they're they're caving into this Black Lives Matter movement. They're allowing Democrats to run roughshod and seize businesses. We got a story later on today about San Diego doing shutdowns, you know, more shutdowns. And the Republican Party is absolutely. Trump is on his own. Hey, y'all tune in at 7 p.m. for my man, Ed Martin, here on the Pro-America Report, and follow him on Twitter at Eagle Ed Martin. Thanks, buddy. All right. Good talking to you, Andrew. See you. You too. All right. Stay tuned because we're going to talk about Bounty Gate with John Guandola from Understanding the Threat when we come back. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. At the top of the show, we were talking to uh, Larry Elder, the sage of South Central, about his movie, Uncle Tom. Y'all, not, y'all need to go to UncleTom.com and watch this movie and tell everybody about it. Encourage all your family and friends to see it at this time right now with this uh, racial unrest that we have. His movie is so important for everybody to see it. Then we talked to uh, Ed Martin of the Pro-America Report here about the SCOTUS ruling and the big tech purge today. But we have not forgotten about the big story that was happening today. Just when y'all thought that Adam Schiff had tucked his tail after being caught for lying for three years about the Russian collusion nonsense and that hoax. Just when y'all thought that they had finally admitted that this Russian collusion business was nothing but a bunch of lies and smears and we're going to go off and move on to something else. No, they have 
They have propped it back up. They've rehabilitated it. It's like it was a deflated raft that they patched and decided to reinflate. And here to discuss Bounty Gate with me is John Guandolo. He's president and founder of Understanding the Threat, which is the only organization in America providing tools to leaders, police, and citizens to identify and dismantle jihadi terrorist networks and their local communities. Because, yeah, we still got a threat going on there, something that the left doesn't seem to care about. Uh, he's former FBI agent as well, and he's a counterterrorism expert, um, unlike the counterterrorism experts that decided to dedicate their time uh, to um, – illegally surveilling an opposition party candidate and his team. John Guandolo, thank you for being back on the Andrea K show tonight. Thank you. It's great to be back on with you. And you are especially sassy and sarcastic this evening. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, and I actually took the weekend to like, I just, I couldn't look at any of it this week. And I had to take a couple of days off and recharge my batteries. And it's a good thing I did because otherwise I would not have the bandwidth or the, or the patience. I wouldn't have any sense of humor. They would have sucked. I wouldn't have any because they, they suck at drive Monday through Friday. Um, but, you know, uh, here we go again. We some story comes out of the New York Times that that Russia has put a bounty through through the Taliban on U.S. military. Trump was briefed on it, did nothing about it. So seven Americans supposedly died. There's this. There was no um, uh, sourcing for the story, as Kaylee McEnany or whatever her name is said today. Um, you know, Trump said he wasn't briefed on it, and it's because it wasn't verified information. Of course, the left is still coming out and saying that he was briefed on it. And, and it, it, you know, why would anybody believe this story? Well, you, you asked and answered your question. The, uh, you know, one of the things uh, that our organization, Understanding the Threat, does is we also teach people how to identify and dismantle communist networks at the local level. And you know, just to take it, I was listening to uh, to what you were sharing, like about Larry Elder and the work he does, which is awesome, and uh, and others like him. But you know, for instance, Black Lives Matter is a communist organization, and yet we've got the, and not just it's got communist influence. It was created out of the largest communist organization in the United States, and its three founders are openly Marxist communists. Um, and so, what we're experiencing has nothing to do with uh, a man who died in police custody in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. All the riot has nothing to do with that. It has to do with advancing a, uh, a a communist movement in the United States, and that's what's going on. And the New York Times has been a tool for anti-American hostile movements and anti-liberty uh, issues here in the United States for decades. So you just answer the question. Why do we even believe it? Uh, why is it even a story? Well, because the traditional media outlets are a part of that uh, communist network, uh, tacitly supporting it. I mean, we can, we, and I've, I know you've covered quite a bit on your show, but all the stuff that has come out about how the media works with what some call, you know, left wing or, uh, you know, ultra left wing Democrats and all this stuff, it, it's that those are Marxists and communists, and the media is willingly supporting them and continues to do it in a war effort. Um, which I, I think we need to put it in that that perspective. The New York Times is a tool for the enemies of the United States. Well, that's yeah, I mean, massive the, propaganda arm. That's what they do. Yeah, I mean the the real uh, it, the real disinformation campaign 
working with foreign agents in order to affect the outcome of election was the Democrat Party, uh, which Hillary Clinton and her campaign seized control of, which is illegal. They coordinated and worked with foreign governments and used the media uh, to craft to pay for and use a smear file that was then presented to the FISA courts with the media's help uh, in order to spy on the opposition party candidate and campaign, try to control the outcome of the election, and then set up an insurance policy that if he won, then they'd have a means to remove him from office. And this is just an extension of that, is all that it is. This is a man. You know, I, and Liz Cheney today actually chimed in and tweeted out, we need answers from the White House. I said, lady, I don't want to hear anything from you because you are the daughter of the the George W. Bush administration who, how many Americans died in Iraq and Afghanistan unnecessarily while they didn't even bother to go after Osama bin Laden. I'm don't, not interested in hearing anything from anybody related to the George W. Bush administration. Um, this It was not, um, it, it was not uh, the Democrat Party or anybody else who took out Soleimani. That was Trump. It was Trump who got rid of the bad rules of engagement and actually allowed them to make decisions on the ground, which resulted in the mother of all bombs being dropped. It was the Trump administration who started making plans to get us out of there and get us out of the Middle East and not just dedicating more like like uh, uh, George W. Bush did, just dedicating military out there without any end game in sight. So, you know, shame on anybody in the Republican Party today that is piling on of what is obviously just another political hit job on on Donald Trump. Yeah, and I'd like to put it, if I could, just take a minute to put it into perspective, because I feel that uh, what I'm seeing in, in our assessment is there is such a significant lack of understanding of these events. You have got a massive Islamic counterstate operating against the United States. You have a communist counterstate operating against the United States, and you've got them working in tandem with each other. Uh, the communist counterstate working as the lead edge of the violence uh, that we're seeing right now. Chinese-backed Freedom Road Socialist Organization, which produced Black Lives Matter, Antifa, communist organization, uh, operating together and working on the ground across the United States with Muslim Brotherhood and Hamas organizations, CARE, uh, the Islamic Circle of North America, the Islamic Society of North America and others, uh, in a hostile attempt to bring down this country. And the government components who should be ruthlessly ripping these movements to shreds, Mm -hmm. arresting their leaders, and charging political officials working with them with treason, sedition, and conspiracy are nowhere to be found. As a matter of fact, the leaders of the FBI and CIA were involved in the coup against the President of the United States, along with the Director of National Intelligence. And I think what's lacking, or what I'm finding with the American people, is they're coming to grips with that. And I guess, uh, from my perspective, it's hard. I'm wondering, like, where is the sense of urgency? But as I'm talking to thousands of Americans, as we do on a regular basis, uh, I think they're still digesting the fact of how bad it is and where we are. When you understand that these, these riots that happen across the country. These are communist riots Mm -hmm. that are happening coordinated at the local, state, and national level between the communists and the jihadis. That's what's been going on. We've been writing about it. We've been walking this out. So what your, this New York Times issue is one more in a long string of operations against the president. And remember, anything 
that is operating against President Trump is operating against any freedom-loving patriot who wants to defend the Constitution. Absolutely. That's in fact, what these people are attacking. Absolutely. And in terms of collusion, the story last week came out with the, Dem- the uh, Democrat governor of North Carolina had he was silent as riots were going on and businesses were being burned and come to find out he had actually had meetings with the terrorist organizers in the middle of all the riots. So this is this is coordinated with the left. And 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 I think that they're happy to some people are seeing it when you've got mayors and governors uh, like de Blasio saying that he wants to cut police funding by a billion dollars in response. They want to act as though uh, some people want to give them cover as though they're cowering and bowing. No, they're not. They're they're in cahoots with them. This is this is this is uh, this is the win for the Democrat Party. They're not cowering and backing down uh, under pressure. No, they're happy to go along with this plan because it helps the Democrat Party's long range goals, which is. Uh, destroy the fabric of this country, have chaos and anarchy in the streets and lawlessness everywhere, and as as part of a plan to ultimately end up with a centralized system of government with com- control over its citizens, and particularly then you, then you add in the coronavirus situation where they've got control over us under the guise of public health. It's the perfect recipe for them, isn't it? It is. This is textbook. I mean, we uh, teach. We're in the middle of a two-day online program right now, and I taught a part of the class today on the Marxist communist movement. We teach this. What you're seeing is textbook Marxist doctrine, textbook communism. The the Democrats are the Communist Party in the United States. You've got Communist Party USA, you've got the Democrat Party, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and the, the King Daddy, the Freedom Road Socialist Organization, and all of their entities and they are all working together. And as well as the Islamists, as well as the Islamists, the Ilhan Omars, right. the Rashida Tlaibs, uh, they're a huge part of this. I've been saying for years, people argued with me when I said the Democrat Party was partnering with the Islamists. Uh, and they were like, oh, well, that can't and, be because you, you're saying they're all communists, but you, the Islamists have a religious component. You and I have discussed this. You know, Islam right. is a political ideology that hides behind a religious component. We really need to declare them a political ideology to not allow them to hide behind religion and to use our religious freedoms, freedoms that are being denied Christians, by the way, um, uh, as, as they get to use it as cover. Um, wrap us up here, John Guandolo. Your thoughts on this Russian bounty sc- scandal? And the, and well, I the think the key lizard. is this is another information operation being run by uh, one of the propaganda arms for the, the Marxist communist movement, the New York Times. And when we talk about these things, we need to use the language that defines who they are. It's not, uh, you know, hashtag deep state. It is a Marxist communist counter state. It's a real entity. And they do coordinate at the local, state, national, international level. We know that. We brief that we write about it it's not fake news it's propaganda and furtherance of these operations to do what you just said to destroy our way of life and this is coming to a head right now and people that are still sitting around unengaged we need you engaged understanding the threat gives you tools to empower you at the local level to take the fight to the bad guys the communists and jihadis in your county in your city in your area so please go to understandthethreat.com and reach out to us. We need you in the fight, or we need you support in the fight. Um, so please do that. Thanks for having me on again, as always. Well, thanks for being here, John. I appreciate it. We're going to take a little break. We come back. We're going to go to the phones. Look like we've got uh, somebody who wants to weigh in on the Supreme Court. And then we got to update you on what's happening here in San Diego. 
I I gotta laugh because otherwise, you know, I don't know what I might do to Nathan Fletcher. No, no, no threat there. I'm just I'm joking around. But seriously, stay tuned so you can hear what he's got planned for us for this coronavirus shutdown. Stay tuned. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. I'm going to go to the phones right now because Frank has been holding patiently. He wants to talk about Supreme Court and I think Dana Lash as well. Hi, Frank. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, good evening. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. What's on your mind, my friend? What you got to say? Oh, uh, it was just it, your analysis of these Supreme Court justices is perfect. They have no spine. And the problem is, it's all about what they can get out of it, not what they're going to do for the American people. And I was just talking to your screener, a person like uh, Dana Loshi from uh, the the, uh, NRA, Uh who has a strong mind and and has a spine, would be a perfect person to put on that justice. I mean, I don't even know if being a judge even matters. It has to be somebody that will not bend to these people. Well, uh, you know, it seems as though regardless of whatever president, you know, we get Republican, it seems as though and I talked about this, I think it was last last week, Friday night, maybe that it seems as because we've had some bad SCOTUS decisions in the past week or so. uh, We've got to stop thinking that the only people qualified to be a Supreme Court justice went to one of the Ivies. In fact, I, I don't have I wouldn't spend I wouldn't spend a nickel. For a kid of mine to go to any of these Ivy League schools, they're nothing but Marxist indoctrination centers. And so Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, I mean, Kavanaugh was teaching at Harvard. You know, it does, it does, it, the most conservatives that um, graduates out of these schools are still bending left. And so we need we need to be nominating some some lawyers. And I don't know if Dana Lash is, is an attorney or not, but we need to be nominating some that come out of some conservative schools like Hillsdale College. I don't know if they even have a law school. I think um, – uh, Scalia had a law school, you know, wh- had a law school. Why aren't, why aren't we nominating anybody coming out of the Scalia school of law? That's what we need. We need actual real um, justices who see themselves as doing what they're actually supposed to be doing, which is upholding the Constitution, not legislating from the bench. But, um, Frank, did, are, you, are you in San Diego? Yes, I am. I've talked to you a couple of times. I, I thought this was the same, Frank. Did you hear about Nathan Fletcher, what he came out with today? Oh. Yeah, I don't even want, don't even want to go. <laughs> yeah, what he decided today, Frank. This begins at midnight tomorrow night. I don't know why he chose the Cinderella. You got until midnight at this. The, the, his latest shutdown plan begins at midnight tomorrow night. Um, you got to get out, but, but you know, don't leave your glass slipper behind. So he's decided he's going to shut down bars, yeah. uh, and that you can drink alcohol, but only if you're sitting down eating. You have to have you have to have you. food with your alcohol, and you have yeah. to be sitting. You can and you can't be in a restaurant having a cocktail unless you're actually eating food with it. Yep. This so I went into I went into my bank today. Yeah, and I had my hat on, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, my USCCA hat, mm-hmm. and I had my mask on. They told me I couldn't wear my hat into the bank, and I had to leave. <laughs> this we've gone off the rails do you know what nathan fletcher's excuse is because it's does that make sense does the coronavirus is this coronavirus more contagious if you're if you're not eating food with your alcohol is it more contagious if you're if you're standing having a cocktail or sitting no here's his explanation frank it's simple reality that alcohol consumption impairs judgment and may lead to less compliance with physical distancing guidelines it's like it's like mom it's like my moon back in my sorority 
party days, deciding you girls just can't seem to handle these situations. I, I got to make sure you don't have any any fellas visiting the sorority house past 8 p.m. because you might not be able to maintain any distancing. I mean, this is this is the kind of totalitarian fascism, pick your ism over us, um, you know, nanny state crap. The, the coronavirus is flat out being used as a means to just completely control us and our lives under the guise of public health. And we don't have anybody pushing back. And his, his excuse for, for coming out with this, he came up with this because Gavin Newsom has shut down bars across um, different counties uh, that um, outside of San Diego. In San Diego, we have had total 360 in three months now. 369 deaths from the coronavirus. We average per month in San Diego 2,000 deaths. 369 deaths out of 3 million people in three months. And he's wanting to continue to inflict pain on business owners, employees, economic destruction unnecessarily, and and to do it under the paternalistic guise of, of because you can't be trusted to maintain distance if you have a cocktail is insane. That cannot be constitutional. Mark Moisier, Harmeet Dillon, hopefully from the Dillon Law Group, are going to immediately begin filing more lawsuits on this because this is... Oh, oh, and another point was that loud bars and loud settings require loud conversations. So you, you might be talking a little too too loudly. Frank, thank you for calling in. Um, you know, I guess I should thank Nathan Fletcher for at least if he's going if he's going to pull this kind of power mad uh, you know crap on us that at least he's able to make me laugh in the meantime. Uh, glad to have you guys here with me. Um, there was another breaking story out of San Diego today that it involved uh, the San Diego Police Department. I don't really have time to get into too much with it. Um, but uh, a, a, a brown guy, as they called him, uh, was shot by the San Diego Police. Immediately became, oh, you know, oh my gosh, here's the police department gunning somebody down on the street, shooting him in the back until the police department revealed the video, published the body cam footage. Dude whips out his gun out of his waistband and starts shooting at the cops. Uh, so he did not pass away. He was not fatally shot. The police officers involved are on, um, uh, relieved of duty, I guess, as you call it, pending an investigation, but clearly it was a justified shooting. So, uh, much to the dismay of the black lives matter crowd. But anyway, thank you guys for being here tonight. Thank you, DJ Radish. We're going to be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, Larry Elder, John Guandolo, and my buddy, Ed Martin. Peace out. Love you all. Follow me on parlor at Andrea K show. Love you all. I'm